to vernacular reality, the VR-focused extension of Language Matters by Diplomatic Language Services. Join me, Blythe Collins, as I explore how a language company can implement virtual reality as a learning tool. Welcome to the first episode of Vernacular Reality. I'm talking to my coworkers here at Diplomatic Language Services. Sean Macbeth is our immersive software developer. Hi, everybody. And Chris Bellis is our president. Hello. So to start out, can you guys tell the audience a little bit about DLS and our background and then kind of go into what made DLS decide to bring VR into language learning? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Diplomatic Language Services was started in 1985 by the former assistant dean of the Foreign Service Institute. Um, and the business was started to provide individualized, tailored, one-on-one language instruction, mostly to foreign service professionals and then eventually, you know, people in various roles within the government. And so you have a lot of people that uh, maybe don't fit the semester schedule or too fast, too slow, the requirements, language requirements where they're traveling to or more specific. So they set up this school, um, you know, sort of literally across the street back in 1985 in Arlington, Virginia, to serve all of all of those students. So since then, the, gov- the, the company has grown. We've gotten into a lot of different other services. But in terms of VR, we really identified that there was a you know, really good opportunity in that individualized, tailored, one-on-one language instruction that's really the core of the business. Awesome. Okay, and for Sean, for those of us who have never used VR, can you give an overview about what it is and also how it differs from AR? Sure. So virtual reality, augmented reality, they're both parts of different kind of ends of the spectrum of what we call immersive software. And I think when you hear that word immersion, you know, it ties directly into, you know, some of our core beliefs in language learning about, you know, the best way to learn things is to be immersed within them. Um, So we try to replicate that using technology and being able to put um, a head-mounted display on a person that has LCDs inside of them that you can you can have a, a sort of like a, a view master look into a fantastical world and, and move around within it, you know, kind of completely disconnected from where you are in the real world, kind of create these uh, different opportunities for people to experience things without necessarily having to to travel to them. So, you know, it's all about kind of creating new environments that uh, that people can can bring themselves into and and experience things as if they were really there. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of virtual reality. And then sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum is augmented reality, which has a lot of the same goals of giving people a feeling of the reality of, an, of a fantastical object. Um, but we kind of approach it from a different direction of instead of bringing the user into a fantastical environment, we bring the fantastical elements into the user's environment. Uh, and so, you know, kind of have that, that sort of um, bi-directional focus within the immersive software industry of, are we, are we asking users to react to something that we've created for them or are we creating something that reacts to the user? Makes sense. That's an easy to follow definition. So thank you. So how did you guys decide that DLS in particular was ready to move into the VR space? 
Well, I mean, I think we really got serious about it when our customers really started asking us to seriously look into this. Um, and when we first started looking into this, I think we expected that there was going to be a lot of people out there that were further down the road on this specifically, you know, in terms of uh, VR, AR applications for language learning specifically, and, 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 and really more for what we do um, in terms of preparing people, you know, for an overseas uh, mission. And in reality, it turns out that, you know, maybe we were a little bit early on and we could get out in front of this wave if we started paddling now. So, um, you know, I remembered how sort of inspired I was when like the Microsoft HoloLens first came out and sort of an idea, at least initially, of some of the demos and things with Minecraft and stuff like that they were putting out. And, and uh, you know, so in circling back to that and saying, okay, there probably is a real opportunity here, but we really need to design something that is specific for what we do at DLS, because what we do is, you know, very specific. And what we do is meant to be really about, you know, for each individual student, you know, how can we set them up for success? And so we really felt like we just needed to bring somebody in that, you know, had some vision for that and, you know, an appreciation for what we do and, you know, a good understanding of all of the things that are possible, you know, or all the things that the technology can do and make possible. And so, you know, it wasn't until I think we actually sort of, for me, you know, put on the headset and experienced, you know, a complete, you know, proof of concept version of our own product to where I felt like that same inspiration of like being put into, in this case, Tasha Village in China and, you know, walking around a Tulo building and experiencing, you know, that firsthand to say like, okay, yes. I mean, like I've had this experience of feeling like this is real, this is immersive in a way that is both very, you know, congruent with, I think the experiences, at least I had, you know, in, in, in learning Chinese in college and, you know, what I've seen and witnessed um, over the years at DLS. I think since then, we've gotten really excited about it. We're looking at ramping it up. We're just looking at bringing um, somebody on board to help Sean augment the team and um and yeah everybody's as everybody's thrilled to be working on this yeah uh when i got the call from dls that uh they were interested in hiring me it was, and started learning more about the company it was uh it seemed like uh, uh like somebody was writing a fiction about my life uh you know hearing like one of our biggest clients is the defense language institute and that's how my parents met was at DLI and that's how I am a person is because of, is because of, you know, need the need to, to train people in foreign languages. Um, and, uh, you know, we look at kind of look at the, the education industry as a whole. And there's, there's really a lot of interest in um, improving learning outcomes and different uses of technology to, to get students to, to learn, better or more comfortably or faster or retain knowledge better. Um, and there's, there's really a large uh, growing um, body of science showing that this uh, concept called embodied cognition is a, a really important tool um, to, to bring students down that path of learning. Um, and it's and embodied cognition is this idea of not just uh, not just dumping information on a student, you know, not just telling them something or giving giving them text to read, but uh, engaging them physically, engaging them emotion, emotionally in an activity, um, and uh, and really sort of activating different brain regions, um, different cognitive areas within the within the brain, 
um, to reinforce that learning, uh, to create different neural pathways, uh, to be able to um, really kind of dig that information down into somebody's brain. Um, we're seeing, we've seen it in use in, um, in fighter pilot training for 40 years. You know, the very best fighter pilots start off in, in virtual reality simulations. Um, you know, we see that it gets people competent at, at flying far, far faster than just, uh, than just book learning. Um, you know, firefighters have started using it. Um, I, uh, I've built applications for warehouse workers to be able to learn how to repair, repair industrial equipment. Um, you know, things that would be normally incredibly expensive to take offline for even a few, few minutes here, they can, they can simulate doing it as if it were real, um, you know, or like Walmart, uh, just a few years ago, Walmart, uh, made big news in the virtual reality industry, multi-million dollar contract to use VR to train in their warehouse operations, to train people how to work efficiently and safely within their, their gigantic logistics machine. Um, so, you know, there's really, there's really a lot of, a lot of, uh, big wins that I think we can have in terms of using these virtual environments to, to teach people things that, um, you know, are difficult to teach just by book learning or are difficult to teach in the real world because they're expensive to set up or they're dangerous to do or they're just not physically available to do. Um, you know, we, speaking of physical availability, uh, we're seeing a, a huge use of virtual reality in uh, sort of teleconferencing situations. You know, with the, the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot, of, a lot of conferences had to be canceled and a lot of them have moved to uh, teleconferencing or virtual reality. And we've seen, we've kind of seen how how people have, have felt a little bit of dissatisfaction with, with teleconferencing. It's not really uh, a complete replacement for a face-to-face -face conversation, but when we start doing it in virtual reality, we start to get a little more of that feeling of, of being in, our, in a real place with talking with real people. You know, it's, it's something as simple as just being able to direct your attention to a specific person where you have a, a standard teleconferencing app, you have this grid of grid of faces all staring back at you uh, like you're in some sort of interrogation. Uh, you know, even if they're talking to somebody completely else, they still look like they're looking at you. And, you know, you have the camera and you have the screen and they're offset from each other. You can never really look at a person directly in the eye. But when you're in VR, you can you can have this simulation of a a face-to-face -face conversation that feels so much more real. And then, you know, these, these two areas that are such big wins for virtual reality right now, when you think about what we do as a business, what do we do? We train people for social interactions. So we're, you know, this really um, kind of an amazing opportunity to put this technology to use. Yeah, that makes sense. I would guess that this is particularly timely right now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because we had, when we first, um, you know, we're planning or designing, developing this, you know, the concept for this product, I mean, I think we always had online um, in mind um, and how we're designing and building it, you know, is really meant to perform well, uh, you know, where you've got people geographically distributed um, anywhere. And I think, I think that's great, you know, so we, we, were, we were thinking that before this all came up. 
And, you know, we did successfully transition all of our in-person classes that weren't already online. Um, as of March 16th, all of those, you know, transitioned to online and we've continued steadily to do that since then. Uh, we're planning to continue to do that for as long as necessary. And we were really fortunate, you know, early on, a lot of the feedback was, you know, was very positive and it was very focused about, you know, you know, thanking us um, about making the transition quickly and swiftly. Uh, but since then, you know, we've actually gotten some really good feedback that the experience has been great. We've gotten all types of great content from students and instructors about, you know, feedback, um, you know, so to be able to sort of get a sense of, of what that experience is like. But yeah, I mean, there there is a, a big opportunity with with VR and, and in some of the ways that Sean just mentioned, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, that connection is is a real value um, in the student and instructor experience. You know, somebody told me once that, you know, you, you can't influence like a system or an organization that you're not connected to. And I think it's the same way with a person. So I think in so many of the missions that our students have, if they're not able to connect with the people, you know, in the places that they're going to, that that mission might might end up suffering. Um, and in the short run, you know, to make uh, that connection between the student and instructor strong so that the, the learning experience is positive throughout, you know, this is definitely an opportunity to do that. And I think we try to design the product, again, not just, you know, from a technical perspective in terms of doing it online, but also making sure that we weren't disintermediating all the good stuff that's already happening in the classroom between the students and instructors. Cause you know, the, the materials, another thing somebody told me is the materials makes up maybe, you know, 10, 15 at the most, you know, sort of percent of really, you know, what important happens in the classroom, 80, 85% of it, that's the instructor. And, uh, and so, you know, part of the, the goals of this product uh, is to empower everyone. Uh, with these tools. Um, and so, you know, I think, yeah, we're excited, uh, you know, to be able to to use this as a way to enhance the online experience if this continues on, um, you know, uh, in terms of the COVID pandemic for a while. But also, I mean, I think uh, we're hoping that, you know, even for when people are in the same building together, that they will, you know, you know, get excited about, you know, the VR portion of their language learning experience um, you know, and having that being an integrated part of, of their programs at DLS, you know, even when they're, they're then conducted in person. Right. It sounds exciting. Can you guys tell me anything about what you are developing right now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, to kind of support that idea of, uh, you know, enhancing what we already do well, um, you know, there, our first concept is this uh, sort of guided tour uh, through a, a foreign city. Um, so we have, uh, we have some, we've acquired some imagery of a, a Chinese tourist town, uh, and, uh, we've overlaid, uh, lesson material within it. And then, uh, you, you basically visit this town with your teacher and walk around with them as they, as they give you a guided tour of this area. And uh, and role play different scenarios like uh, maybe going to a restaurant and buying a meal or or asking directions to get to a hotel, renting a hotel, or buying souvenirs at a at a little market. And it's uh, it's really kind of like a, it's really an, an incredible sort of experience. I mean, technology wise, it's it's relatively simple technology, but I think sometimes that's some of the the best uses of technology, you know, to really just get to a core idea. I don't know. I've, I've spent so much time like testing this app out. 
I, I feel like I can get around this town. <laughs> you know, like I know, I know the streets now. And, uh, you know, somebody will ask me as we're working on it, well, where was, where was that little kiosk again? And like, Oh, well you go down this street and you turn left and you go around the corner and you have to be able to give a person directions in a town that they've ne- that neither of you have ever been to. That's amazing. How do you, how do you replicate that in another way? And I don't know. Yeah. Sounds as immersive as you can get without, you know, without being there. Right. Without spending thousands of dollars on a plane ticket. (laughs) So when can we get our hands on this? What do you guys have planned for the next few months? Yeah. So we're, we're constantly making improvements to the Tasha village experience that, uh, that Sean just described. And then the, all of the components of our, our VR system, so, you know, and we'll hopefully, yeah, continue to make, you know, improvements like that for years to come. But I think we're really excited to hopefully be able to start integrating the virtual reality, like the, the starting with this example of the, the Tasha Village Chinese um, language experience to be able to really, um, you know, integrate that into some of our Chinese language programs. I mean, I think, you know, part of the benefit to this, and I think part of why our customers are looking for you know, a language services business to do this um, and to integrate all of this is because it, that integration is, it requires a lot. Um, you know, there's training the students and instructors for a new type of experience as we needed to do for the online training. There's, you know, all of the, you know, instructional design and curriculum integration type of stuff that's sort of beyond, you know, you know, me, uh, you know, to really understand, but I, I do see the value of it. Um, and so I'm looking forward to seeing that that sort of come together um, to where we've got really complete, um, you know, programs where this is an integral part of it that enhances it in ways that people are like, yes, this was a gap for us before and we filled it for VR in a really elegant way. It's going to make, you know, our ability to build out, you know, programs for all types of students and needs going forward, you know, um, and, and to set people up for success in all types of new, new experiences. Currently, our plan is to integrate our virtual reality experience for Chinese into our Chinese language programs by November of 2020. Awesome. Well, looking forward to it. And Sean and Chris, thank you so much for chatting with me. I'm looking forward to learning more about virtual reality on our next episode of Vernacular Reality. And thank you both so much. Auf Wiedersehen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Vernacular Reality. I hope you'll continue the conversation with us by searching Diplomatic Language Services on Facebook and LinkedIn, following us on Instagram at DC Language, or tweeting us at Diplomatic LS.